Are you concerned about the air that you're breathing, especially with increasing air pollution? We all know how vital indoor air quality is, and here's where Puro Air steps in to make the difference. Did you know that indoor air can be up to 100 times, 100 times dirtier than the air outside? That's where Puro Air comes to the rescue. In just 30 minutes, this revolutionary device can transform the air in your room by removing allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases. But what sets Puro Air apart is its cutting-edge HEPA-14 filter, a powerhouse that tackles pollutants at a microscopic level. And it's not just me saying that, Puro Air is backed by scientists from both Harvard and MIT. I personally loved having a Puro Air purifier. I feel like I can breathe again, especially after battling congestion for like the last month. Winter can be tough, but within an hour, it was crazy. I could feel my sinuses beginning to open up. I slept through the night without coughing, and I've been sleeping so much better now that we have a Puro Air running in our bedroom. So check it out at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time, getpuroair.com. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane, I'm a mother of three, living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. Join me today for a conversation all about simplicity in the kitchen with Caroline Fossil. Caroline is a recipe developer, clean living advocate, and mom of two who created the popular blog, All of You Whole. For nearly a decade, she has created and shared meals for those striving to eat healthier. Caroline's efficient methods strive to minimize time spent in the kitchen so more time can be spent with the family. Today, she's here to discuss simplicity in the kitchen, batch cooking, tips for efficient meal planning, ways we can outsource to our spouse and children, and much more. But before we get to the conversation, as always, I wanted to encourage you to leave a rating and review if you haven't done so yet. Leaving a rating and review on iTunes is the best way you can help this podcast succeed and grow. I also wanted to quickly mention, for those of you who have picked up a copy of my book, Minimalist Moms, Living and Parenting with Simplicity, I'd love to hear your feedback. So far, I've been really blown away by all the positive responses. I just wanted to say, if you've recently finished or are about to do so, would you do me a huge favor and leave a review on Amazon? It helps other readers find the book and prompts the publisher to print more copies to keep it in stock. Thank you so much in advance for your time with this, and I've included an easily accessible link in the show notes for you. As for my minimalist moment of the week, I wanted to answer a question here that I received on Instagram in regards to 
what to do with the overwhelm that comes in when having a new baby. This, this question was specifically about having a new baby. But I think my answer can be applied to any type of overwhelm or abundance that we may receive at special times of the year. So I think one of the hardest things for me is feeling wasteful. If I'm not selling it or taking it back for store credit, it can feel wasteful, especially because if you throw it in a donation bin, I always have this fear of Goodwill or the VOA not having enough space with some of the things that I've thrown in there and then they just immediately get thrown into the landfill. So one of the suggestions I gave to her was before taking it to a larger donation center, try posting it on the buy nothing group. And therefore you're giving it to someone that actually may really need it and may really want it for their newborn or fill in the blank. I've discussed buy nothing groups on here before, but I think especially when you have that mentality of, I don't want this to go to waste. That has been very helpful for me. And just one last quick tip, I recommend keeping the item slash items in a bin somewhere out of the space that you are regularly living in. For example, if you have a lot of newborn clothes that you don't intend on using, don't put those in the nursery where you're trying to exist. Put them in a box and put them in your car or put them in a closet or put them in the basement. But I don't want to say out of sight, out of mind because we do want to do something with this so because we don't want it to become clutter but definitely get it out of your main areas because that is going to add to this anxiety and weight that you don't actually need. So in summary, sell if you can, return if you can, possibly keep for future babies. This one I'm hesitant on, don't keep too much. Donate to someone in a buy nothing group, ask around to the moms in your life that may need the item, or lastly, donate to a local donation center. All right, I think that that is it. Here is my conversation with Caroline. Caroline, thank you so much for joining me today on the Minimalist Moms podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so thrilled to be here. Yes, I'm so excited to have you here. I know we've had a few hoops to jump through on my end, on my end. So I'm so happy to have you. Yes, worth the effort for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we get into our conversation today about simplifying our time in the kitchen and about batch cooking, which I'm really excited to talk about and hear more about, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to listeners and we'll get started. Sure. So I'm Caroline Fossil. I'm a wife and I'm a mom of two. Ella is almost nine. Owen is six. I grew up in Nashville, so I grew up in the Southeast, but I currently reside in Denver, Colorado, which is super, super fun. <laughs> and I started my blog, All of You Whole, in 2014. And I blog about intentional living. And then when that comes to food, I talk about how we can fuel ourselves to feel our best. So I'm really all just about intentionality in every area of our lives. Um, all of my recipe, almost all of my recipes are paleo or Whole30. So that also by default just means they're gluten and dairy free. So I love that kind of cooking because it's just really inclusive of a lot of different communities who need like special diets. Um, and then additionally, I have a new cookbook, Prep Cook Freeze. That's a paleo meal planning method and a new podcast called the All of You Whole Podcast. Got a lot going on. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's me. That's awesome. And you did mention simplicity and being intentional. So do you consider yeah. yourself to be a minimalist? 
I do. It's been, it's been a journey to get to this point. I, I'm an Enneagram seven and so I'm all fun. And so I feel like my tendency is not minimalism that, that it is a struggle for me to be a minimalist, but it really started out with my husband. We met in college and he's a minimalist because it's cheap. I know that sounds weird, but he's like a financial minimalist. And so he wants, he wants like not buy things, but not to like capsule wardrobe, but just to not spend money. (laughs) And so, (laughs) right. So like when I, when I met him in college, he was literally making meals that were like a box of pasta and a can of black beans because it was like 45 cents. I'm not kidding you. So he's had a huge impact on our lives. And so um, we really strive to be minimalist, uh, but it's definitely more of a struggle for me than it is for him. Absolutely. No, I was the same way when my husband and I got married, I was still finishing up college. He was in his first year teaching. And I think that's where a lot of this, like I had already started my minimalist pursuits, if you will, but Mm -hmm. it really was because we were frugal at that time. We weren't making money. It was easier to be like, oh yeah, we're just going to have rice and beans tonight for like totally this week. So yeah, absolutely. Like looking back at our grocery budget back in the day when we first got married and we were literally in poverty and compared to now, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. So we just, it, yeah, it started out just not spending money and now we just love it. Yeah. And we really come at it also like two things. I feel like number one, we've changed our mindset to, do we want this or do we actually need this? No. Or do we want this? Do we need it now? Or could we get it later? So really prioritizing what we purchase. And then additionally, I think something we started to consider a lot more recently is do I want to maintain this thing (laughs) right and so like we want an RV sure that would be really fun to travel the country then we rented one Mm -hmm. and it just felt like so much maintenance and we're like we'll just keep renting (laughs) save ourselves a lot of stress so for sure because it's the same thing I think about that with I I do prefer quality over quantity if I'm gonna have a winter coat I might spend a few hundred dollars on it but I I mean, I wore my college coat. I had a really nice, warm, long coat and I wore it for eight years. I mean, maybe right. like nine years. Yeah. It was a really long time that I owned that coat and it, yeah. it was so nice. It was a great <laughs> exactly. purpose. So, and that's yeah. so funny because my dad recently over Christmas was joking with me about how, like about being a minimalist. And he was oh. like, yeah, your mom said she offered you a coat and you said, I already have one. And I like, didn't even get the joke. I was like, yeah, I have one. <laughs> and it's like, you can have more than one coat. I'm like, no, I have a great Nice coat. (laughs) That's all I need. (laughs) No, I think about that. I have this more athletic coat that I wear on my day to day because it's super warm. But then I'm like, wonder if I want to be fancy. Yeah, exactly. I know. Well, I mean, I feel like when when I'm buying clothes specifically, it's like, does this have a purpose, right? So like, if you if you had like a nicer coat, I feel like my coat's kind of just in between, right? Like I've got like a J Crew like wool kind of gray coat, and so I can like throw it over a dress if I need to. But I also wear it walking to school. But Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it's like I wear my athletic coat all the time. And I legitimately need this fancy coat. So sometimes whether it's either purchasing or just, I have to keep this thing. Like I hate heels, even though I'm five foot two, but I just like keep this one pair 
of just black high heel shoes for like <laughs> the two weddings I go to a year or whatever, even though it's like, I don't want to keep this, Yeah, but it also just serves a purpose. So no, that makes sense for sure. This kind of, this kind of segues into what I want to talk about next. So we're going to be talking about simplifying in the kitchen and batch cooking. But when we are talking about simplifying in the kitchen, what if I love cooking, but I still want to simplify? What does that look like? Totally. Yeah. It's so funny that you asked this question in this way, because this, these were the questions that I asked myself in order to create this method. So a huge element of my prep cook freeze method is meal prepping. And what I really love about the prepping aspect is that it just reduces your time in the kitchen overall. So I feel like we could think of simplifying your time in the kitchen in a bunch of different ways. Like, are we simplifying, like you were mentioning, how many gadgets we have and tools that we have? Or are we simplifying our time? Or are we simplifying ingredients? So there's a a lot of different ways to go about it. But with meal prepping, which for this cookbook, it ends up being like two to three hours one afternoon. A lot of my followers will do it on Saturday or Sunday. And the reason that it's simpler is you're doing your dishes one time. You're cooking once actually for two weeks of meals. So you're cooking for that week, but we're freezing a portion and you get to unfreeze it and bring in fresh ingredients at another time. So I feel like the simplification really comes about because you're just consolidating your time. And that's kind of also what you were talking about batch cooking. It's like, if I'm going to make this gourmet meal, why would I not make enough that I can freeze part of it and just, you know, use this cooking time, do it once, but I get two separate meals out of it. And then another way that we really, really simplified with this cookbook specifically is we had over 20 lovely cookbook testers and they cooked through it. And it was just really funny to observe people's different skill levels and cooking experience and all these things, because there's not a ton of variability like week to week, but some people were like, Caroline, that was so great. It took me an hour. It changed my life. And some people were like, I love you, but that took me six hours. Yeah. I know. And so it was like, okay, well that defeats the entire point of this process. Mm -hmm. And so what we incorporated was store-bought ingredients. And so we say, grab this primal kitchen paleo ketchup or get this salad dressing or get this tikka masala sauce. Mm. So basically any time that we could buy store-bought ingredients, we did. We call for store-bought in the deli section, pico de gallo and guacamole. Mm. Um, And so I think that really simplifies and I kind of had to like let go of my ego, like this is a cookbook and I want everything to be homemade. What we ended up doing is just putting all the homemade recipes in a chapter in the back and we called for the store-bought ingredients. And so I think we all need to just let go sometimes of like this all has to be homemade and just really elaborate because now in this day and age, we have a ton of like really clean and healthy store-bought ingredients. So I defer to those a lot. Yeah. I never think to freeze things. I know people do that all the time, but you're right. If I'm going to be in the kitchen, why not make an extra batch and just use it in a few days or next week? I really like that idea. And I think it still gives 
people freedom if they're going to buy those. Maybe some people want to buy the pico de gallo from the deli sure. section, but right. then some people. My husband really likes to make that from scratch, and so exactly about it because you enjoy that. I don't want to be in the kitchen longer than I have to. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> so. exactly. So you have both options, which yeah. is really nice. Yeah, for sure. So I want to know more about batch cooking and exactly how it works. I've heard of this, but tell me a little bit more. Yeah, sure. So most of the times it ends up being that you are batch cooking like the meat portion. So most of the time, that's kind of what we're doing, unless it's like there are certain things that the whole thing freezes really well, an enchilada bake, a lasagna, like things you would think of. But most of the time, we're going to batch cook the meat section of the meal. And here's why I love this, because, of course, I feel like everyone in the world should get my cookbook. But if you don't want to and you just want to use this concept, what we really found through all of our like freezing trial and error is that meat just freezes well. Like it doesn't really matter what you do to it, how you cook it. It's going to freeze well. So let me give you like a batch cooking example. And then I feel like it makes it clear. So let, like, let's say you're doing taco night, right? So you are going to like brown one pound of ground beef. I love the siete, just clean taco seasoning packet. So you throw that in. Well, you're going to stand there for 10 minutes and, and brown the ground beef, right? Well, what if you did four pounds of ground beef and you had four packets of siete seasoning? Well, at the end of it, you divide it into four. One portion you're going to use tonight for dinner. And then you just put each other pound in a little, I love using like gl glass Pyrex containers with a little lid. And then you just label it with a little um, post-it note has great little white labels. So you just label it. So next week when you want taco night again, you're literally just reheating that. Like it is so simple. So you can take it out the night before from the freezer, let it thaw on the fridge, heat it up. And then, you know, you can either make your own pico de gallo guacamole, chop some lettuce or buy it ready made. And I mean, you've got a fantastic meal ready in absolutely no time. And I also think for people that love to cook, especially if they're working outside of the home, which right. I know is kind of weird right now, because a lot of people are still working from home. But <laughs> right. if, you, if you have a nine to five, it gives you that time to where you can enjoy the cooking little bit more on the weekends and kind right. of go, oh, drink your wine, put on a podcast, yeah. listen to music, whatever you want to do. But then right. during the week when you have to more so simplify and get the thing done, you can just get it done, but you do yes. have that other time that you can cook if you are, are someone that enjoys that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It really simplifies. And when you come to cook night, when you've already prepped some stuff, it really is like our goal was it's less than 15 minutes of hands-on time. Mm -hmm. So it really is like chopping and it really mostly is like the fresh ingredients. So you're just like chopping up, up some stuff and throwing it all together. Um, yeah. Maybe cooking some elements like making a batch of mashed potatoes or whatever. But yeah, it's so much simpler than trying to make an entire elaborate meal from start to finish every single weeknight. No more stressful trips to the fitting room under fluorescent lights. With Armoire, you get to wear quality pieces without the hassle of adding to your wardrobe or paying designer prices. I'll say, as a busy mom of three, I know the importance of treating myself to something special, and Armoire allows me to prioritize quality over quantity in my wardrobe. Plus, Armoire is woman-founded and woman-led, so you can feel good about supporting a business that empowers women. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, try Armoire today. 
You'll never have to worry about finding the perfect outfit for any occasion again. If you're curious for some of the looks that I've chosen, check out my collaboration highlight on Instagram for a few of my favorite armoire looks looks that you can grab too. So right now my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash minimalist. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalist to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. For a lot of my listeners, I feel like they're on a journey to simplify their lives, but they don't want to sacrifice style, which I completely understand. And that's why I was excited to partner with Home Threads. Home Threads is the perfect blend of minimalism and comfort for your home. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a curated collection of sleek and functional furniture that speaks to the heart of minimalist living, from multifunctional storage to timeless design. They have everything you need to create a clutter-free and serene space for your family. As most of you know, we've recently moved, and I'm not someone to just fill up a room so that it's done and decorated. I wanted to do this with intention, and so I searched out accent chairs on home threads and found the perfect mid-century modern chair that really complements my space. So embrace the beauty of less and elevate your home with purposeful pieces. Visit homethreads.com slash minimalist and get a code for 15% off your first order. Home threads, love where you live. All right. So I want to talk a little bit more about meal planning. This is just something I've never been able to be successful in on my board right now. I have uh, Monday's salmon night, Tuesday's taco, Tuesday, Wednesday's yeah. chicken. Like we have our, our nights that I kind of know what to do, but I think meal planning, like some people say, like have a list and then go to the grocery store. What does it look like for you? How can I be more efficient? Okay. So there's so many different ways to meal plan. So You want to think about your main goal and then work from there. There's so many different goals with eating. Like, do you want to be eating really healthy? Do you want to be saving money? Like maybe you're at a time in your life where you're like, I only have this much every week and I have to stick with that, right? So there's just different priorities when you're thinking about what are we going to eat for dinner? That's my first tip. Just like think about what's our goal work from there. Then my husband and I have a weekly meeting on Sundays and we look at the week and we think about what do we have going on? And it it ends up being like, I've got that thing Thursday. You're watching the kids. Be sure you're home by five. We just kind of go through details and priorities. And then that's also right after that is when I meal plan. So typically I will say, okay, well, we've got that thing at church on Wednesday night, so I don't need to make dinner. We have this thing and this thing. So first of all, how many nights do you need to be cooking for? You got to figure that out. Another thing that I love to do is cook from my fridge and my pantry. This is also a really great time saving tip. So I've already got a box of pasta. I've already got pasta sauce. I've already got some ground beef. There we go. That's an entire meal. And I didn't have to pay for anything. Granted, I keep a lot in stock at my house, but, and then additionally, like, what do I have in my fridge that will go bad if I don't use it? So like, I've got an onion, I've got some salad ingredients maybe. So I just love to like, kind of pretend I'm on chopped and like, how can I make these ingredients work because they're going to go bad if I don't use them. So that's kind of another strategy, but heading to the grocery store without a plan is just disastrous. Like, I just feel like I'll put like 10 rolls of cookie dough in my cart and call it a day, you know? Um, So I like to choose the meals and then 
grab the ingredients in a grocery list and head to the store. No, that makes total sense. Obviously never go when you're hungry either. Yes, never. <laughs> but to, hearing you talk about it, and I've had a few other people come on and talk about meal planning before, but I'm wondering why my kids are so picky these days. And it's like, maybe mm. I, I'm not giving them enough variety. And if I really was more thoughtful about this and tried a few things to add into our rotation, that it would mm. be beneficial in that way too. Maybe have more variation as opposed to just always buying the same thing, which oh, is yeah. cool to have a cookbook and just have influence of what other people are doing. Cause my, right. my next questions was, is there outsourcing we could give to our kids? But I was curious what your kids, yes. like, are your kids, let's talk Involved. about really fast. Yeah. yeah like sure. Recently, actually we've been kind of like, I like this one day and not the next day, uh, which is kind of a bummer, but for the most part, they actually have like a pretty wide variety, but I feel like my tip for picky kiddos is have something you know that they're going to eat and then just like ask them to try something else. So let's say you want your kiddo to enjoy green beans and they don't enjoy green beans right now. So number one, let's say you do make a spaghetti meal. It might sound weird to have spaghetti and green beans, but serve green beans and say, I need you to take five bites of this and then we'll do this treat afterwards or whatever. So I feel like just trying. Kiddos are just like, ew, I don't want that. But it, it actually is really good. And maybe maybe you'll like it if you try it. So I'm introducing things, especially when it's like, you know that you and your spouse will enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And and like you could eat it the next day if your kiddos are like, I just took one bite and I'm not, I'm not gonna eat it. Yeah, I think seasonability, like eating things in seasons really great for mm -hmm. variability. We're not eating asparagus right now, right? We're eating like winter yeah. squashes and stuff. So yeah. I think eating seasonally can also just help you with variability and changing things up. No, yeah, that's absolutely true. And I think that, what is it? Your kid's your kid needs to have something 20 times to develop a taste for it. So, I mean, it's if you're crazy. serving it along with spaghetti, it's like, well, this is your 19th time. Maybe next time you'll like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You said something shocking. You switched from veganism all the way to pit. Like that's a big shift. Okay. So it's crazy because I feel like my husband and I both have just had this passion for let's be as healthy as we can. Like even when we met, we both kind of had that mindset and kind of from like a biohacking perspective, although we wouldn't have even known that term back then, but everybody has these family histories and we've all got diabetes and obesity and heart disease, all these things in our family trees. So how can we avoid those things? How can we both feel our best and also kind of like not even go down those droughts. So uh, we were vegetarian in college, both for different reasons, but at the exact same time. So we were vegetarian for five years. Yeah. And I, it really shifted because I, I knew like, I'm going to have to start feeding Ella solids. And I just had this like nutritional crisis. <laughs> it's one thing to make a choice for yourself. It's a completely different thing to make a choice for your own little human that you created, right? And so uh, that happens to a lot of parents uh, on a bunch of different issues, right? Like whatever it is. And so I really just like went back to the research. I read the whole 30s book, It Starts With Food, which kind of goes into the nutrition science. Read it in May of 2014 did a whole 30 in June of 2014 and started my blog in July. <laughs> it was a fast paced transition. And also doing such a strict challenge was hard because I had gotten to a point that I didn't even like me. So mm -hmm. I like definitely wasn't eating enough. It, I was like, this is so hard, but it was a crazy transition. <laughs> 
No, that makes sense. I was vegetarian just because we were so cheap for a few years. And then, yeah, when you get pregnant, I, I actually crave pregnant or meat with my daughter. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. And then I did a whole 30. And I feel like that was actually one of the worst things I could have done because it made me obsessed with bread. Right. I was like obsessed with bread afterwards. I'm all or nothing. <laughs> yeah. I'm all Yeah, or exactly. So exactly. I like flipped on the other side, which right. it works for so many people. And I think it's a great Right. Point. No, exactly. But yeah, I think when it comes to sorry, we're we're just tangenting. We're just having a Yeah, good- why not? <laughs> I think I heard someone say I've watched too many documentaries and I've read too much stuff that I was either going to become a vegan or I was going to become a hunter. And I know that's like a really big spectrum, but I think that my and this has nothing to do with minimalism. Maybe it has to do with intentionality, but factory farming and the abuse of animals that can go on in these scenarios is really appalling. And I feel like from, from my perspective, we are called to take care of the earth and we are called to like take care of animals. And so I agree. How do we justify that? And so I really like that perspective to say, if I'm going to choose to eat this, I'm going to feel it from start to finish. And I'm going to I know that's kind of morbid to be like, I'm going to shoot this animal and I know every part of it. You know, no, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, it's crazy because out here in Colorado, we have so we actually have the opportunity to have so many great ranches. And so yeah. I go get my meat mm-hmm. that's regeneratively grown mm-hmm. and, you know, grass fed, grass finished, mm-hmm. organic, like all of the things that you want in meat. It's like in my back door. Right. And yeah. so that is such a privilege to be able to do that. But I think one thing that people don't realize is, uh, you know, we were also vegetarian because we thought like this is better for the planet, but really yeah. our topsoil is so, so, so important. It's like carbon sequestration. And what happens is like we overgrow on this land and we make it barren, completely mm-hmm. unused. And so what regenerative agriculture means is we're literally taking that barren land and making it grasslands again. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So when they do this with cows, you will end up seeing all this grass again Mm -hmm. and they help that regenerative process. And then you see more birds, you see other, I mean, it's crazy. And so I just don't think that people understand the importance of animals in actually saving the planet. I feel like it's so contrary to what people think, but I'm really passionate about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I, I would say that I do have a passion for it too. And I think it is an important thing to be intentional about why you eat the way that you eat. And maybe that mm-hmm. sounds overthought to people, but I do think it's an important thing to think about if you have the time, I guess. To sure. Work. Yeah. Well, and also too, I mean, like it stinks, it stinks that the way that food is set up in the United States is really, um, the crops that are subsidized are, you know, corn and wheat and all these things. Yeah. And so we see high fructose corn syrup and everything. And we see yeah. sometimes Americans diets are made up of 80% wheat. It's crazy. So it's like all we're eating, all these things. And so it's subsidized, so it's cheaper. And so I think that really stinks for people. And I feel like there's a discussion now, kind of like you were saying, like, do you have time to even think this way? Or do you have the money to think this way? And it just really stinks that like our grocery budget's so high because we really prioritize food. We really, we get organic, we get regenerative agriculture, meat, all these things. And it stinks that it's so expensive to be that way. But I think it's important to note that you just do the best that you can, right? And so if you don't have a rancher in your backyard that you can just go get a fourth of a cow, (laughs) then, you know, still 
the the tenets of the paleo diet which is you know is meats fruits vegetables healthy fats nuts and seeds so even if you're not eating organic or you know the highest quality that's out there switching to something that's more whole foods is always going to make you feel better yeah absolutely and i know my husband has gotten on my frugalness with that because i'll look at what groceries can cost. And I'm like, I don't want to spend this much money. And he's like, that is where I want to spend my money. He's like, I want to yes. spend money on meat for my children yeah. and to cut out Starbucks. And he challenged right. that. He's like, if you're yes. concerned, you need to look at where you're spending money. That's yes. like unnecessary where this could be like a good benefit. So I do that. Yeah, I do absolutely. think that has to do with what we're talking about today and just being intentional in the kitchen, meal planning, mm-hmm. efficiency, simplifying it all kind of circles back to what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And you can also too simplify categories of what you're purchasing. Mm -hmm. If if people come to me and they're like, I want to do, I want to be paleo or I want to eat cleaner, Mm -hmm. but it seems really like it's going to be really expensive. I'm like, there are entire categories that our family doesn't buy. We literally do not buy drinks other than coffee beans. I'm making my own kombucha. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not buying sodas. I'm not buying sports drinks. I'm not buying bottled water, especially all these things I'm not buying. Um, I really don't buy a lot of snacks. Like we just eat whole foods for snacks and desserts. Like there's just so many things that if you look at your grocery receipt and you highlight all of those categories, it's crazy how much you really are spending on things that are not calorie dense, don't fill you up, right? Or even like Starbucks. If you're going to Starbucks every day, right? That's like 150 bucks a month. Oh yeah. So yeah, there's ways to like make it, you can be Mm -hmm. frugal with it too and, and be really intentional. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I I really like that you broke it down that way. That's a really great point that I've never heard someone to share on here before. So, Mm. well, Caroline, where can listeners find you if they want to connect with you online or grab a copy of your cookbook? Yes. Uh, So everything's on oliveyouhold.com. So that's olive, O-L-I-V-E, like an olive that you eat. I'm that handle everywhere. So you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. You can find the cookbook on Amazon or anywhere that you find cookbooks. And you can find the All of You Whole podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Perfect. Well, as we wrap things up here, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every guest. And the first one is, what is a beneficial resource to you that you'd like to share with the listeners? A book that I read recently was The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. So I just like am obsessed with him now. He's on sabbatical now and I'm like, no, (laughs) I just love him. So he's a pastor out in Portland Mm -hmm. and this book is so good. It definitely has a Christian bent to it. Um, But I just feel like this concept of like, we're all going at breakneck speed. How can we slow down? How can we be more intentional? Obviously, I'm really passionate about that. I think uh, I had someone, I think it was Christy Wright. She, that was her resource for people. Ah, so fun. Yeah. All right. My last question for you is what is something that you can't stop talking about? Ooh, I can't stop talking about this service called Ridwell. Unfortunately, it's only in three cities right now. So I think it's in Denver and Portland and one other city, but they, you have this cute little, it almost looks like a milk box, but it's this metal white container and it's like all of your weird recycling. 
right? And so because we're so conscious of our carbon footprint and recycling and all these things, uh, Denver actually does a really great job. We have commercial composting and tons of recycling and stuff, but it's just like that plastic film or like they have featured categories every week. So this week it was holiday lights. And so they just do such a great job of helping you get rid of those old clothes that you can't give to Goodwill. And I'm I'm telling everyone in my neighborhood about it because they actually can get it. And I'm hoping that they expand nationally because I think it's a really fantastic idea. Yeah, I just pulled up a website. It looks awesome. It's so great. Well, I'll be sure to share both of those in the show notes for listeners. And again, thanks for joining me today and having a little bit of a side conversation, but I'm glad we had it and I'm going to keep it. (laughs) It was fun. (laughs) Perfect. Thanks. What did you think of the episode? I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you'll find links to the Instagram account, Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less. This summer, when the sun's down, turn up the fun at Cedar Point Nights. The ultimate after-dark beach party is every night from July 29th through August 21st. Dance with throwback DJ sets, challenge your friends with beach games, or just take it easy at fire pits lining Cedar Point's legendary mile-long beach. Then enjoy the new Lake Erie Luau, a food experience like no other. For a limited time, get park admission, luau tastings, and parking for just $69.99. Only at cedarpoint.com.